Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that y'all are feeling rested and recharged as always. Today is a special day because it's our girl Lexi's 25th birthday. Woo woo! Girl, how are you feeling? Like, this one feels particularly a little surreal. I mean, I would hope so. You made it like a quarter of a century. Now. I know, I know. And it feels like such a milestone, but also like, I know. I mean, because you're like officially grown. Officially it feels grown, like it. And this is like the age where in your head, like big things were supposed to be happening. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's that weird phase of like, oh, wow. Like I'm at that age where I, know. Like, I thought life would be like one So day. different. Yeah. When I was younger, uh, looking into the future, I was like, oh, when I'm 25, I'm going to be married. <laughs> I'm going to have a house. I'm probably going to be on my first kid. Like all of the things, right? Exactly. I'm like, what was that girl back then thinking? But I, know. I guess it's time for you to like really step into but that. At the same time, being 25 is everything because it feels mm-hmm. like the best age to be at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things. It's like a reclaiming, reframing, which okay. is totally on brand for what I've been doing the, this whole year. Just like lots Absolutely. of reframing. Yeah. So I feel like this is the ultimate charge to that. I love that for you. Thank so you. I guess that kind of gets Welcome to my us... birthday party. I know. <laughs> We're all going to be celebrating Sexy Lexi's birthday for the entire month of February. And you know what? I just got to shout out my mama because she really mm. did the dang thing on the day. You know what I mean? She's just such a real one. I love that. We, If Mama Rosa, if you're listening to this, which you probably are not, <laughs> just know that we love you. We do. And we appreciate you. So I guess that kind of leads us into the pulse check. So you're feeling grown. And like beautiful and like stepping into your yeah 25th year yeah any special plans 
it's a do nothing day. Okay. Or I took, well, I took the, this is the first time I took it off work last year. I did not. And it was like okay. the most cringiest thing where I was literally like, well, I'm actually working for my birthday. Right. I was also home because COVID was like peak. And I was like about to leave my parents' house because I'd been with them for a couple of months going back to my place in North Carolina. And my mom literally knows the best way to treat me. We mm-hmm. like celebrate on the weekend. They got, I, my thing is simple. I just want my favorite foods. Okay. And I just want to do the day that I want to do. So this year I took the day off work. Right. You know, even though it's a Wednesday and it was like, I was like, okay, still going to feel good. Wake up, go get my favorite coffee from my favorite place. Go hiking at my favorite Ooh. place, North Carolina. Um, Just do all my favorite things. Like Mexican food is on the agenda. And then obviously date night later with Bebe. Oh, that sounds like such a chill birthday. I do think that we should abolish over the top birthdays because you always are like led to disappointment when you set such high expectations. I know. For your birthday. I agree. And like, also, I think sometimes people do, and this is different for different people, but I think for me, sometimes people do too much on the day that like you forget that it's like your day. Yeah. And so it's like, I want a nice, even pace of just like, just moving at, moving at what feels good but I also Mm. know that some people just love to have their favorite people around I think like that's kind of your vibe too yeah it's just like you're like oh I need my favorite people and I very much could be left to my own devices no for sure for sure I love that for you thank you but I do this is one that's really particular and I think I'm really craving that quiet time Mm -hmm. because I had made so many big like life proclamations and we talked a little bit last week about like the year of the Aquarius yeah and so so many major life things happened to me that were like my goal was to have it done before 25 Mm -hmm. so I need to do like some serious evaluating of like what I do with all these things yeah and so I think that's like what I'm really hoping that like this time frame gives me of just like not even answers but just you know I love a stillness so just like we love a still moment yeah to start preparing me for to like receive whatever those messages are Okay. We love that. That sounds so exciting. And I guess speaking of stillness, I just got back from my getaway cabin trip. And so that was a moment for me to be still. If you guys aren't familiar, getaway cabins, uh, it's like a franchise where you're able to drive, I think a little bit outside of whatever major city you're yeah, in. They're like and two, like max, like two, three hours away from metropolitan areas. Exactly. And you're able to just spend the day or however long you want to stay out there in nature and in this like cute and comfy cabin and I just spent the entire time reading and reflecting and writing down like all of my thoughts in my journal and again like we love a still moment and I feel like it was the perfect staycation for me like I went alone and I like booked it impromptu and I was like I'm just gonna do it and then I did it and live being impulsive (laughs) what I know that that never happened no always so great because remember last week I was talking I was like I can't wait to see what Aquarius season does for you yeah and it's so incredible to already see that like you're taking your like recharge moment in the midst of so much content creation and not like dropping it all together but just finding this little moment and I'm like oh my gosh this is such your Aquarius <laughs> because the key theme for 2022 is what balance. And I think that's going to be the key theme for like all of what? the years going <laughs> going on because like we need balance. But I guess kind of leading us into the conversation that we're going to have today. You just turned 25. Yes. 
you're officially in grown and sexy Ooh. like in that category yeah and I feel like it's time for us especially during this season of love the mm-hmm. season of self-love all of the things for us to really dive into what being grown and sexy looks like because even though you know age is a number like you can say oh I'm finally grown and sexy when I turn 30 like I low-key feel grown and sexy at 23 like I'm paying my own bills I'm taking care of what I need to take care of and I'm on my own journey of like understanding my body yeah self-love all that stuff so let's get into it yes I actually really love that you said that because it is funny. My boyfriend just turned 30, which mm-hmm. I love that we're like equal distance to like major birthdays. Yeah. But he was saying, he's like, I'm on my grown and sexy now. But I love the way that you frame it because it's like, what? If you're not at that age, then somehow you can't, you can't be sexy. Right, right. You can't be on your adult grown-ish. Absolutely. And so what this is saying, and I don't think a lot of us think about how we're engaging in like our sexy seduction because it's such and we'll get into it about like the cultural norms around it yeah but I love the idea of like well if we're dating ourselves and we're being cured and we're doing all these amazing things then like you are in your grown and sexy but you're 25 grown and sexy which is probably going to look so different than your 30 and 35 absolutely everything in between but like it doesn't mean that it's absent of and I love that yeah no absolutely and I feel like there's this huge trend right now on YouTube TikTok all the social medias tell us what the propaganda is no it's called the that girl trend right and so the that girl trend is supposed to signify kind of like a version of being grown and sexy investing in your wellness routine um, writing love letters to yourself, going on walks early in the morning. Are There's these so those many mini vlogs. Like it's y- like the yes. like morning routine, and it's the unrealistic. Unrealistic. Like, I'm frothing my matcha latte. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't have a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm literally rolling a bed. Yes. 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 That is exactly. That is exactly what I'm talking about. And me and my brother talk about this all the time. The problems with the that girl trend because it's like. Although we all aspire to be that girl, the depictions of what is actually being that girl, at least on social media for what I see, it's not necessarily like sustainable. It's kind of like mm. what we wish mm. every day could be like. And there's nothing like wrong Sunday with aspiring. Like that, but I don't think right. you're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. And, and I think it's about being grown and sexy. It's, it's that duality between having your ish together and being able to handle business but also being able to tap into, you know, what makes you you being authentic to yourself, you know, tapping into that sensuality, like that each of us possesses. Well, I think it continues to go along with that. Like, we feel like in order to be grown and sexy, it has to look that way. Mm. And I think the same thing with the sexy thing, people think that being sexy or sensual has to look like wearing lingerie, has to look like fitting into a certain mold right when in reality the most realistic routine is an inconsistent one yes because life is inconsistent like you might get your alarms wrong you know what I mean and you gotta still be able to maintain your centeredness and groundedness and I think that to me is the biggest difference because we talk a lot on the black girl flow about like earth trap like yes being on your earth trap is being grounded and like being on your earth trap is still striving for a life that's full of intention and manifest into yes matcha lattes and made up beds and like journaling and like beautiful self-talk 
But in reality, it's like we recognize that like life also be a little grimy. Sometimes you got to be a little grimy. But absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like there again, like when we're bringing it back to the culture, there's this stigma around black women being seductive Mm. like where either we have to be completely celibate or we have to be on our like oh shit yeah yeah and and there's not really a lot of room for in between you know what I mean well I think it begs the question Liv like do you feel sexy or what makes you feel sexy Right. And I never really saw myself as a sexy person. I recently have been told (laughs) I'm so I'm I feel like I'm so quirky, but like I feel like within my quirkiness, there's also a a sexiness. Oh my god. (laughs) It's so funny because um I feel like I was recently talking to my friend about vibrators, right? Because y'all, if you don't have a vibrator. I don't even know what to tell you at this point because this it'll change your life. Sponsorship. This is this is your life. Right. It, it'll change your life. And um, it's funny because I was actually having a conversation with Lexi like years ago about sex and life. And, and we were talking about orgasms and it was like a group of us. And Lexi was like, wait, have you guys never experienced an orgasm? Because, you know, I've, oh, I, I've talked like- about, you know, sexual partner, my sexual partners. And she was like, wait, but you've never experienced an orgasm. And she was like, you have to. And I was like, okay. Like I still was trying to work my way around like self-masturbation. Why don't I like look into getting vibrators? And so that leads me to today because I like now have a collection of vibrators that I love to use. <laughs> but it's funny because I've been trying to repair this, uh, relationship with myself around sex and around yeah self-love like just being on that journey and the other night when I was using my vibrator this might be a little TMI (laughs) I was literally saying affirmations to myself as I was using my vibrator because it's like I realized through my sexual encounters that I really wanted to have like emotional intimacy and like what I wanted people to tell me while I'm having sex with them. Oh my gosh. And so I I just told myself what the words of affirmation that I needed while I was using my vibrator. You know what? (laughs) This goes in direct contrast to what mainstream media tells us. Because this reminds me of an episode in Being Mary Jane Mm. where she literally like in order, she's having sex with somebody in like a scene and she's like, tell me you love me. And they're like very casual in the relationship and he does. And then she like obviously finishes. But I love, because this is like what we see versus what reality is. Right. I freaking love that. I think like if you're listening to this, you need to try that because that seems like a really good strategy. It was so funny because when I was telling my friend, she was like, what were you singing? Like, I am woman. I (laughs) am As you were vibrating, but like no, I think it really helps like my body repair, so right? My body's so bootylicious. Whatever, is- whatever affirmations you need to tell yourself, like during sex, like why not try that? This is so interesting, and I think this is such an important conversation because what this reminds me of is just that being seductive and being sexual doesn't always have to do with actually having sex with him with another partner no it's so much about how you're caring for your sensual aura absolutely and we often talk about because Liv and I are not experts in this like we're really this show- ain't call me daddy <laughs> <laughs> this 
this black girl flow and we trying we trying and this is really us trying to tell y'all where we're at in our journey with this yeah because I think so many people and what we've been fed through the media because you are you were mentioning that like we're fed these two narratives for black women and it's either you fit in either or right and I'd encourage anybody who's curious definitely read the book by Brittany Cooper Mm. um which is called Eloquent Eloquent Rage where she really unpacks like how if you really reflect on it, and even in my own personal experience, we oscillate between the two extremes. Mm. And it's really hard for us to find a middle ground. Yeah. Because so much of it is like, what is sensuality actually look like in our day to day lives? Like, mm. what is your practice of just like, feeling, feeling sexy, right? But when your body has been politicized, or, you know, or you might have had some really negative sexual experiences with partners it really makes it hard to think about how you integrate seductiveness, flirtation into your day-to-day practices when it comes with so much outside external narratives. Right. And I think it all connects to us as individuals trying to connect with our divine feminine energy and how we can constantly like return to ourselves, honor ourselves, show up for ourselves and also like understand what our body needs. Because I, if I could go back and tell my like high school self or like early college self one thing about sex is like you need to really figure out what you like and like be vocal about what you like so you can communicate that to a partner like don't expect a partner to to like necessarily age you yeah exactly and answering all of those questions like yeah you can learn from experience but it's all about returning inwards and asking yourself what do I need yeah and like how can I provide that for myself without a partner and then when I get a partner it's like 10 times better yeah but I think we I think we can both speak to the fact that, like this is a really hard journey to be on like I think me and you are both really curious about the divine femininity which to my knowledge is really just acknowledging that there's kind of this yin and yang energy in yeah the, in the universe of just like very masculine energy and very feminine energy and that a whole a wholeness of like a complete kind of ethereal vibe is masculine and feminine but you could also be like more on the masculine side like I often talk about my upbringing very being very masculine energy yeah so tapping into your divine femininity is like tapping into the fullness of womanhood yeah it's like idea that you know it's mother nature like we birth so much we're like this body that can cultivate and create but also has like the strength and the the like intensity to break and also like build and all these beautiful things and yeah. I don't think we even have tapped in ourselves with yeah all of no it for be. sure but I do think that your sensuality and your sexualness is so deeply tied to that divine femininity. Yeah. And we often think that it's like, oh, just being like domestic or taking care of your man's yeah. versus like, no, no, no. This is that flirty, mysterious, like, mm, like uh, yes. it's just finger licking like good. Ooh. Right. And it's crazy because I feel like if we're connecting pop culture into the conversation, someone that's kind of been on the hot seat about expressing her own divine femininity or her divine feminine energy is Chloe Bailey. And she has gotten some heat. She has gotten some heat over the pictures, the videos, yeah, all of the content when it comes to her audience. So why don't we both share our thoughts on, on Chloe Bailey and like how she's navigating? Yeah. 
I think she's a great example of like how much people will say when a black woman tries mm-hmm. to claim her sexuality right. instead of claiming a projection of her sexuality. So mm. she's been, she's been very transparent that she's like young, she's coming into her womanhood and she's doing it on a national platform Absolutely. and that she does not always have the answers. And I think with that level of self-awareness, we can't really hate on her for what she's yeah. doing. But I know that doesn't keep people from doing it. Right, exactly. I, it kind of, again, like falls into the, either we're on one extreme of being extremely like sexy yeah. or we're like on a different extreme, like Jordan Sparks or something and like very help. Mo- yeah, yes. modern. You know what I mean? It doesn't help because Hallie doesn't do the same things Chloe does Mm. so it's almost like she's kind of starting but like she's a Disney princess for goodness sake she's (laughs) she's on a different trajectory of like public perception of her because that is actually the antithesis of each other like you have a Disney princess and then you got a pop star big right Right. so it's like I think that doesn't help her but you're right because you have Jordan Sparks you have Jordan Woods two different approaches Absolutely. I would argue both still sexy, mm. but just doing it in their own ways. Yeah. Maybe I think Jordan Sparks' husband is just that sexy, so therefore I'm giving her more credit. L-O-L. <laughs> but I think that Chloe Bailey in particular, because of the contrast of her sister and yeah. what she represents to that kind of innocence vibe, what Chloe's doing is under extreme scrutiny. Absolutely. And the thing about, I feel like divine feminine energy is it's like, you don't necessarily have to be so forward with it. Like, I think a lot of people just naturally exude it. And I think when it comes to Chloe Bailey, the conversation of like being like feeling some sort of way about it is because it feels more performative. It feels like she's really trying to sell sexy rather Mm -hmm. than naturally be sexy because we've seen her in so many other spaces and we're like she hasn't exuded this level of sexual energy but now when it like comes to this music like all of a sudden she's exuding so much and it's a little overwhelming she's sucking a lollipop and I'm just now waking up and getting the crust out of my eyes (laughs) and so like I I I see both (laughs) no I see I see both sides of the coin but like I think that if it's something that if if what she's doing makes her feel sexy makes her feel confident and allows her to tap into that like true creative energy then by all means do it I don't think that we should keep on like continuing to politicize or police yeah the the energy that black women bring into the room because we're all yeah. so multi-dimensional and she's incredibly talented for sure we're not coming for we're not coming right. from the vocals at all but I think to your point you're right in the sense of the authenticity of it is mm-hmm. definitely in question and it's hard to be able to be like hey like are you doing this authentically because like this is really what you're about because I think to your point she's come out a couple of times and been like why is everyone hating on my body and then right like, and it's hard also not to compare her to like a normani Mm -hmm. or to a megan the stallion Mm. because then in reverse megan is like so private about her private life yeah and then like and so is normani like you don't really know what they're up to after their performances like right well you're right of like chloe bailey's like Thank you to my twelve thousand. Like, is it yeah. for, you? I'd be like, did you mean to post this on Patreon? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. No, for sure, for but sure. I do think that sometimes to reclaim that 
like sexual energy or to step into that like you know I've seen or I've known friends who are like oh I did like a bourgeoisie shoot like a sexy oh yeah uh and like I'm actually gonna post the pictures on my Instagram because that's a part of my journey is to like let people know I am Mm. this sexual being for sex seduction for me in my life has always been like a little bit more of a mystique like the mystery kind of thing like and that's gotten me in trouble to an extent too because you leave it up to the mystery then people start to kind of create their own fantasy yes yes and nothing's worse than getting caught up in somebody else's fantasy Mm. but I think what that just shows is that you can engage in seduction and sexuality from a multitude of spectrums. And I just want people to realize that that's like outside of sex too. Mm. And it could be in the bedroom, but sometimes we just get so pigeonholed to thinking that like, I can only be sexy when my partner tells me I'm sexy. I can only be sexy. Yeah. You know, when I'm having sex or like I'm sexually active when it's like, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I had a spell of celibacy when I was an undergrad for like two-ish years. Yeah. And that was probably like the sexiest I felt because I felt like I could flirt with anybody. I mm. felt like I didn't have to tell anybody about my personal life. Like it was so freeing. Like, yeah, I would, you know, I would take pictures in my lunch, like, and all these yeah. things just because I just loved seeing me. Like I was doing all that for me, which feels like a kind of what you were talking about with your affirmations. Yes. Um, and I just want women to step into that and really collectively work to dispel against these archetypes that they yeah. that we have for black women and what it means to be se- sexy and sensual yeah no I think it's at the end of the day it's always gonna return back to showing up as your authentic true self like I think I really connect a lot to Issa Rae's character and mm. insecure because it's like uh you wouldn't necessarily call her like straight up like a sexy like icon but I feel like she is sexy. Like you see the way that she navigates and like you see the way that she's still like quirky and like funny and doesn't compromise. Yeah. And doesn't compromise herself. And I feel like I relate to a lot of her journey, like when it comes to being an insecure, I don't have any fine men like Daniel or Lawrence in my life, but I do relate to her yet. (laughs) Yet. Yet. But yeah, I'm, I think we should all be on this journey of embracing our sensuality. Like you know, when, when you don't have anything to do, it's a random Thursday night. Why not light a candle and like put some oil like on your body, like, you know, just turn on the TV, put on some nice romantic R and B vibes. You don't have to have a partner to really tap into that energy. Or when you're at the grocery store, flirt with your Trader Joe's cashier, like be, be a little, be a little engaging in other. Yeah. Like you said, go out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and explore centering yourself and your divine femininity oh we love and that let us know what you find out about yourself because it's like I think too we always go back and I think this is really like my last point of like it's it's about yourself but it's also to the value of the community and mm. I think some of the best conversations it's having these conversations with your your friends with your no, sisters absolutely. like and bridging that because it's like sometimes I think because 
there's so many negative stereotypes. We don't have these conversations with our moms, with our sisters, with our aunties, with our friends. But it is so liberating to hear how other women are processing through that. And so like share it with people. Like be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this really cool thing and I'm learning so much about my sensual self. Or like I decided to subscribe to Savage X Fenty Fenty for a year and just see what it feels like to be in sexy underwear, you know, like all these things. Because I think at the end of the day, the more of us that are on that journey, we're actually making it easier and better for people who come after us to enter this conversation without the shame, with being able to step into their full authenticity and honestly, just cultivating healthy relationships as women, because we are sexual beings, like, yes, and we get to be that. Oh, I love that. I couldn't have said it any better myself. So you heard us go on to our Instagram, have a, have a conversation with us about what you're doing to really tap into that divine feminine energy and how you're balancing both your masculine and feminine energy during the season of love uh any other thoughts before we close out no have a good valentine's day be safe and we'll see y'all next time peace love blessings bye y'all bye all right that wraps up our episode this week Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.